Welcome to Just Us, which is a podcast. Fuck. Take four. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your just a mess host, Preston. Joined as always by my delightfully more than ha- more happy than me host, co-host. Fuck everything. No, that's not my name. It's Batman. Take five. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston. Joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically... Check out our Instagram, because I actually posted a picture this week. Oh, you did? Creepy old Russian man on a treadmill. Yeah. Did you like my comment? Yeah. <laughs> I can't laugh. <laughs> I would have pressed the like button, except it would have been... No, yeah, it was I your to... personal account, so... <clears throat> yeah. I had to switch to my... Yeah. Yeah. I should have done that. Yeah. I didn't it would have looked like a fucking loser if you just, like... <laughs> yeah, fittingly. It, yeah, no. It seems appropriate. Oh, just a fair warning. Preston's not okay. Preston has, for the longest time, like, probably, like... The most prolonged time just been not okay. Yeah. I think that we talked about me being not okay last week. It has not improved. Oh. I feel like it's gotten worse. Today especially. Yeah. Not okay. Anyway, Matt, what you uh, what you been up to? Yeah, that's uh, the thing we do. Well, our last episode didn't oh, end up working yeah. out because it was a backup. So I'm we gonna... didn't talk about it last week. Right. I've been not okay for like two <laughs> weeks, guys. Okay, I'm going to really briefly just go through everything I said on last week's episode. Okay. I saw American Animals. It's a part heist movie, part documentary that yep. is surprisingly really, really good. Check mm-hmm. it out. Um, less weird than it sounds. I saw Paranormal Activity. Much better than its reputation. It's like a solid, reasonably creepy horror movie that does a good job of like escalating the tension throughout. And has some solid human drama to back it up. Um, I saw Locke. on my pants? I don't know. What the fuck? Judging by the state of your sinuses, I'd guess phlegm. Ugh. Damn it. You were clean today. Hmm. Damn it. I, I saw have- Locke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got Tom Hardy in a car for 90 minutes. Yeah. And if that already doesn't sound enticing because Tom Hardy's a sexy, sexy man, then it's also got a surprisingly dense story and a lot of cool themes, and it's really just well put together. Yeah, something I mentioned last week on the episode they didn't release, uh, or the episode got fucked up, um, might have actually been in the part that got recorded, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's What I really like about it is it puts, you in, it puts me in a situation that I feel like I've been in before, where mm-hmm. I am... I am out of control. I'm out of, I, I don't, I'm not actually physically in places where I can take care of things myself. It's, mm-hmm. you are driving, so you have no control of everything, but you're calling people trying to delegate <clears throat> issues to other people to make sure a bunch of things go right. Right. Um, which is a very stressful situation that kind of puts you in that role where mm-hmm. uh, he's taking care of one thing and you're like kind of concerned about what the other thing's doing at the moment. Right, right. It's, it, it's just amazing how much tension you can squeeze out of literally just one guy sitting in a car but yeah yeah makes you it's kind of like a new almost a new respect for monologues even though it's not really a monologue it's mm-hmm. but uh it's got tom holland in it it does have tom holland i didn't in know it. about that until you pointed it out to me last week yeah yeah I that was now i'm cool. gonna be the smart one that says it all right Good Ugh, god damn it <laughs> uh so since i saw Locke, i also went and saw serenity which was by the same writer director stephen knight um it was pretty terrible, but it was the sort of pretty terrible where I'm glad it got made because it's interesting and takes a lot of risks and it's just a very different movie. Um, it's basically part thriller. Uh, guys hired to assassinate his ex-wife's new abusive husband. Uh, and 
then takes like a sharp left turn in the middle and turns into a completely different sort of almost philosophical essay movie. Mm-hmm. Um, both parts are interesting. Both parts clearly suffer from the fact that they're only half of a movie. Um, I think it would have been much more interesting as just a philosophical essay and not tried to work in the thriller part in service almost of just making the, the reveal a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely very bad. Wait for it to come to streaming. But I'd say check it out just because it is interesting. Okay. Let's see. I finished Made in the High Castle Season 3. It's all right. Yeah. Characters don't feel like characters anymore. They feel like plot devices, which is always annoying. I made a joke. Uh, how many of them have, like, giant plot armor? Is there any character you feel like just will not die? Yeah. I made a joke to my... Uh, we were watching Game of Thrones. We just started season seven with Tiercy. Mm-hmm. Uh And I made a joke that, like, plot armor is such a bad thing, and I hate plot armor. Mm-hmm. I would like to pretty much create a character in a story or something that has big plot armor and then kill them off. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, in, in, like, a natural way, like... If, like, there's someone that would get killed, like, assassinated, they would get assassinated in the middle of their story, and you're like, fucking what? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of this idea that in D&D, like, uh, we have a comedy session that I'm kind of working on. Okay. Uh, for example, like, where it's going to take place is uh, it's a valley between two mountains, mm-hmm. uh, and their main crop is onions. Mm-hmm. It's the onion dip. <laughs> and the mayor is chip. Yeah. It's shit like that. Oh. Um but like I want, I want them to come across this armor. It's called plot armor, and then they'll find this villain named Preston the Writer. And then so like this plot armor is like a plus sixty armor class, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane. Nothing in nothing in D anD D goes like like to hit modifier above like I'd probably say forty five. Mm-hmm. Like an ancient dragon, like in its lair, maybe can I think reach up to like forty five. Mm-hmm. If if I mean I haven't looked at it in a while and it's it's stats in a while, but right. like something like that. Plus sixty armor class. It mm-hmm. cannot be touched. Mm-hmm. But then Preston the Rider has it to hit modifier of plus seventy. <laughs> will automatically hit the person with the, with that armor. And will just fucking annihilate like like he wants that armor, so he's gonna mm-hmm. go for the person who's wearing the plot armor. Mm-hmm. So like if you're like, aha, I have plot armor. Oh no, I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that. That. I like that. It ended with a, you know, cough. Right. Exactly. Um, anything else I wanted to say about Man in the High Castle season three? Uh, the ending is pretty good. Does some interesting things. My mic is just constantly slumping. Yeah. Kind of What's up with that? I'm going to fix that while know. you keep talking. Okay. Uh, let's see. I finished uh, Hellboy. <gasps> Whoa. I heard that. Oh, man. I don't know if the mic picked it up. I hope so. That was, that was, that was quite, quite a shock. Oh, that's the problem. There's a loop that was missing. Off. Yeah. So this is gonna come across great on the mic. Oh yes. There we go. That should. Okay. That should, that, that should hold it. Okay. Now I gotta sit up straight. All right. Um. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I finished Hellboy Short Stories Volume Two. Um. Last time I talked about it, I kind of said that it was getting a little repetitive where it's just there's some big monster and it punches Hellboy really hard and then he summons up a hidden reserve of strength and punches the monster even harder than he thought he could and wins. And I feel like that was a little unfair, especially given the way it kind of ended. It got into some more interesting stuff into Hellboy's backstory. Mm-hmm. 
Um, speaking of, I mentioned this on the, the half episode that got recorded, but will never be released, probably. Uh, I think Hellboy should probably be black. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, he did mention that. Because the last story is sort of tying his his history into an African myth. Mm-hmm. And there's a panel where um, it's it's like him, his story paralleling this African hero's story and this, this myth. And there's a panel where Hellboy, he kind of fights this big last battle and he falls on the ground spent. And then it cuts to something else for a second. And then the next panel, like right below it. So there's an obvious parallel is this African warrior in the exact same pose. Mm-hmm. Clearly meant to be a parallel. So what's up with that? Casting David Harbour and Ron Perlman. Yeah. And the whitest of white boys. <clears throat> Maybe it's just one of those situations that like, not as bad a uh, scenario as like, you know, Zack Snyder does, but they didn't read all mm-hmm. the source material to get that. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of like yeah. things where there's a throwaway line that tells something a lot about a character mm-hmm. uh and they didn't see that yeah so it's also just or they don't care it's possible it's also just never super explicit i guess and it's not very tied to the character unless you get into that particular element of the backstory from the comics which yeah. you can ignore entirely and still have an entirely workable character mm-hmm. so okay yeah I, I just thought that was interesting to point out you can lean back a little bit you're like right on the mic now am i oh this is going to be an interesting episode. It's going to be very fun. Uh, How many of those uh, shit intros are you going to keep? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So since last week, um, I watched Widows, mm-hmm. which is the heist movie with just everyone and their mother in it, in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's this crew of bank robbers. They all get killed immediately, like first minute of the movie. Uh, and their widows are left with a massive debt to some shady characters. And so they band together to pull off an even bigger heist and pay the debt and save themselves. Hmm. Um, the cast is just ridiculously stacked. It's got Liam Neeson and Viola Davis and Elizabeth Debicki and Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall and uh michelle rodriguez and john bernthal and daniel kalua and i'm missing a couple of people damn yeah like but then you can see the problem is that there's just a little too much going on Uh it's based on a six-hour miniseries Uh. in the 80s and it kind of shows like, I liked this movie, but I've never come out of a movie. I've come out of movies before and been like, this needed another 15 minutes. I've never come out of a movie and been like, this needed another hour and a half. Yeah. And this one I kind of did. John Bernthal's character has two lines and 30 seconds of screen time, and you don't waste John Bernthal <clears throat> like that. Uh, when was this movie made? Last year. Came out in November. Oh. Then, yeah. Yeah. If it was like a pre-Walking Dead John Bernthal, then you do waste him. Cause right. He didn't. He was no one, but yeah, no. post-Walking Dead and like... What was his next? It's like Baby Driver was like his big one. Mm. It was another one that was like he was. He kind of had a bunch of sort of Baby Driver level roles, yeah. just like the accountant. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then the Punisher. Punisher's the one that. Yeah. Punisher's kind of his his big star. Yeah. That's where I first heard of him. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the big issue with it. Yeah. No, it came out on DVD like last week. Okay. Um. I really liked the music because it was Hans Zimmer and it was good sort of classic Hans Zimmer vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya was totally making this his movie where he's like, I can be a really scary villain too. 
which was really fun because he is creepy as balls in this movie. I don't know what he looks like. Can you spell his last name? Get Out Guy? Oh! Yeah. 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 He hasn't been like an out-and-out out bad guy before. Yeah. And so it's really fun to watch him just be super creepy gangster guy. Uh-huh. And he's not even the scariest one in this movie because Viola Davis is just terrifying as sort of the leader of the Widows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, also, when I'm reading my normal books that I don't talk about on this podcast... I sort of go with a broad theme. So I've been reading a bunch of like American literature and stuff on American politics and stuff Mm -hmm. recently, but I'm kind of coming to the end of what I was planning to read in that. Um, He was in Kick-Ass 2. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. I never saw it. And Johnny English Reborn. No, I also never saw it. Yeah. Does anybody watch Johnny English? I think I accidentally watched one of them once. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let's see, what was I saying? Oh, so now I'm starting to get into or transition into a Russian like literature and history and stuff phase in my normal reading. And so to complement that, I watched some Russian movies because I hadn't seen much in the way of Russian cinema before. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd better watch some Tarkovsky because he's kind of the end-all be-all of Russian film. Um, I read somewhere a quote from him that's something like, Maybe not a quote, but just a summary of his attitude that film is very much art. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's a spectrum from art to entertainment, he's like falling off of the art end. He's so mm-hmm. far over. So it's really slow and really artsy. <coughs> and there's a lot of metaphors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was good, but it was just it was, it was a little hard to watch. Yeah. So I watched Nostalgia, I should say. That's the one that I saw of oh, his. Okay. Um it was it, like it was. It was good. It had good moments and stuff, but it was just. It, don't go into it expect being expecting to be entertained. It was a. It was. A, it was work watching it almost. Yeah, like I think it paid off. It was worthwhile, mm-hmm. and I did enjoy it. But it was not entertaining. Gotcha. Not in the slightest. Okay. Um, more entertaining. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to add Andre Zvyagintsev to my list of favorite directors. Yeah. Andrei Zvyagintsev. Yep, that's about right. Okay. Um, Zip. So he's... I watched Loveless, which is his most recent movie, uh, probably November or December, and talked about... I really liked that one. Um, And then I watched two more of his this week. One was Leviathan, which is about a guy in a small coastal town in Russia who the mayor has... The very corrupt, drunken buffoon of a mayor has eminent domained his house and... This guy and his lawyer friend fight it, but the mayor has a lot of power and connections, and he goes about systematically tearing apart every bit of this guy's life. Um, very depressing. Also, very openly hostile towards Russian, the state of Russian politics. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of worried that this guy's just going to get disappeared at some point in the future. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, are they like they're like China? That uh, they're not that bad, but. I'm going to go double check on the recording, just to be safe. Okay. Right. Nope. Okay, we're good. Okay. I thought it had stopped for a second. <laughs> fucking kidding me. Yeah. So, I watched that. I very much enjoyed that. It's very depressing, but very good. Um, slow, but less artsy, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then I watched Elena, which is another one of his. It's about a woman who has married an older guy, the older Russian man on a treadmill, in fact. Mm. Um. And she was his nurse at some point previous when he was in the hospital. Um, 
and he near the beginning suffers a minor heart attack um, and he's mostly fine but he's kind of thinking about his will and so she elena the woman has a family from a previous marriage um she's got a grown-up son who's basically a slacker who sits on the balcony smoking and then comes inside and plays video games with his son all day doesn't Mm -hmm. work um basically lives on her giving him money because she has a rich husband um and he has a son who is coming to the age where he's either gonna have to make the choice between going into the army or being able to go to university and his grades aren't good enough because he's following in the footsteps of his slacker dad Mm -hmm. uh and so she's trying to get enough money so that he can just buy his way in to the university she's trying to get that out of her husband (coughs) and he's not interested in doing that and so once he has this heart attack it's kind of a He's he's thinking about his estranged daughter, and there's all these different relationships going on. And Elena starts to wonder if she should just kill her husband, and so that mm. so that she can um, avoid him writing a will that's going to be less favorable to her. Mm. And so it sounds just like okay, this woman just kind of d- goes crazy and is deciding whether or not to murder this guy. But the way <clears throat> he writes and directs it, he plays your sympathies against themselves so he gets you to care about every relationship just enough that you are very conflicted whenever some of these one of these turning points comes and it's really it's really fun just the way it's put together Hmm. i mean it's definitely grim and depressing and not at all fun to watch but it's fun good the the craftsmanship is fun yeah so basically my life for the past two weeks yeah grim and depressing and not fun to watch yay (laughs) but the craftsmanship's good Oh, that's where the analogy falls apart. Yeah, I don't know what that means in this context. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's all I've been up to. Oh, good. Finally. Done. That's all I've been up to. Okay. <clears throat> been doing homework. Yeah. Uh, have I read anything? Oh, I watched more Game of Thrones because tier C. Right. Uh, no. Pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's great. Yep. Two weeks. Done Jack. Yep. Well. Uh, what news has happened over the past two weeks? Um, Super Bowl trailers. Super Bowl trailers. Should we go through those? Uh, overall pretty good. No, well, we got Infinity War, TV spot, not really trailer. Yep. Uh, nothing new. Captain Marvel, Um, new trailer. Yep. Uh, did we talk about the Shazam teaser? Yeah, we talked about that when that came out. Okay. Um, we got, uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Zone little teaser which looks which cool i love that yeah it's i mean it i mean it's not like it we've seen we have seen any of like what is gonna be about nope or you know as as be about as twilight zone can be right um but you know it's jordan peele so i trust it yep the question i have is like it's narrated by him like hosted by him but is it written by him I don't know, but I would imagine he's going to have some degree of creative control, yeah, given that he's an Oscar-winning screenwriter. Yeah, he he better. Um, what else was there? Uh, speaking of Jordan Peele, Us. Yeah, Us trailer. Uh, you are still certain that it's going to be cloning? I'm pretty certain that this is going to be cloning. I am certain that it's... I am... I mean... You're more certain that it's not. More certain than it's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that's too... Too simple... For Jordan Peele, um, I think he's going to find some other twisted way to do that. Okay. I made the joke in the last episode that it's going to be some 
just some weird coincidence that there's this like psychopathic family that just mm-hmm. happens to look exactly like this family. Okay. It's not really any like supernatural thing. It's just fucking weird and uncanny that that happened. Right. Um, but that was a joke, and that's not actually what my opinion is. What, what I think is going to happen. I don't really have a thought of what's going to happen. I am pretty much just like I don't think it's cloning, but I'm just going to trust. Jordan Peele and just watch it. Yeah. I'm going to trust him and watch it too, but I just wanted out there that I called yep. that it was cloning just in case it is. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Toy Story 4. Still didn't see it. Even after we talked about it last week, I still haven't seen it. Speaking of Jordan Peele, because it's oh, mostly yeah. focused on Key and Peele's characters making fun of Buzz. Yeah. Trying to kick him. Um, we see Bo Peep in action for all of a second and a half. Is she is, I think I vaguely remember seeing like a picture of her in like some kind of like stealth suit or something. Um, what was she wearing? I, not her cl- classic useless Bo Peep dress. I think something just a little more practical. Yeah, practical. Bo Peep. Toy Story Four. I'm just gonna like look at it real quick. Okay. Oh, I mean, well, I don't think that's it. Doesn't matter. Right. Anyway, continuing. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. We got Hobbs that. Hobbs and Shaw. The oh yeah. Furious spinoff. Looks fun. Looks as looks about as like fuck trying to be serious about everything and just mm-hmm. make these two hate each other which is great yeah so, yeah unlikeliest of heroes basically kind of thing so yep. and it's got idris elba in it so it's I got was, idris elba saying he's a bad guy i was fully aroused the whole time uh, all right yep that was man you're aroused now dude mm. easy you're gonna idris elba. <laughs> <laughs> you just talked over my comment that you're gonna hear while editing if you do if you do like hear this part never mind Ignore it. Okay. The audience will hear it. Okay. Mark will hear it. Okay. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I think that was all of them, unless you count the Game of Thrones Bud Light crossover. I think I saw a trailer, another teaser earlier, like today oh. or yesterday, that it was it was no new stuff, but it was like, I think it was just people talking about what's happening. Okay. Like John saying, like, uh, it's the war in all wars or whatever kind of shit. Oh. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I think I just saw it in passing and was like, I mean, <coughs> I saw it. I saw a Game of Thrones thing and I was like, I have not seen the world explode about this. So it's likely no new material. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of skipped past it. Okay. Cause Fair enough. I've fucking seen what they're putting in the. Yeah. Which, man, dude, we are getting pretty close. Yep. We are. Two months out. Two months out. And we have seen what we believe to be absolutely no actual footage. No, we saw like two seconds in the HBO 2019 right. preview. Yeah. But, man. Yep. Yeah. Getting close. Yeah. One of these days, we're going to get a full trailer. Oh. And it's just going to, the world is just going to melt. Corrections back. <clears throat> yeah. God damn it, Matt. <laughs> Sticking Hits with the, the episode's again. theme, call ahead reference. Aha, I made the joke again and you didn't hear it. <laughs> I'm going to keep making this joke. Every time you make that joke, I'm going to keep making my joke. And you're not going to know what it is, but everyone else is going to know what it is. Well, I'm just going to have to keep making this joke then until I can catch you in the act. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. All right. Fair anyway. Enough. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, we had that awful Birds of Prey teaser. Oh, fuck. You want to rant about that a little God bit? God damn it. I'm already <laughs> upset. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So, uh, Huntress looks terrible. Uh, obviously, the actress doesn't. But, like, the costume looks entirely wrong. Uh, they went, decided to go with full black, mm-hmm. uh, no cape, which, you know, is, is one thing to kind of adjust the costume, like maybe not do the mask if it doesn't look great, but you gotta stick to at least some of the major parts of it, like maybe the color and like a cape if they have a cape. 
Um, the crossbow looks way too complicated for her crossbow. Mm-hmm. It's like when um, fucking CW, the Arrowverse, they give Oliver Queen this really high-tech arrow or bow. Like, he doesn't need that. Like, you don't need him to get – you don't need to give Oliver Queen this – like Olympic style thing that's got all these attachments to improve your efficiency. He doesn't fucking need it. Huh. Give him like, you just give him this piece of bamboo and a piano string, and he can hit a target yep. from like two miles away. Yep. That's Oliver Queen. Yeah, it's like that's kind of like her thing. It's just give her a simple crossbow, and she'll do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Quinn looks a little weird. Uh, we didn't see very much of uh, Black Canary, but from what we've seen, I think it looks kind of okay. She's a brunette, I believe. Okay. Which kind of violates, you know, the one of the big things about her. Mm-hmm. Basically, her things or her her few things that you you think of when you think Black Canary is fishnets, blonde, screams and beats the fucking shit out of anyone that messes with her, like the epitome of a badass woman. Um, no actual. Well, I mean, if you, uh, I believe her um, Canary Cry swaps between being an actual power and technology. Okay, but barring that. That's all she does. That's all her. That's that's the extent of her power. Mm-hmm. How much she beats the shit out of some of the people that can like she can probably cream Batman. I've, they've never I've never seen them fight in the comics, but I feel like she could cream Batman. Okay, just what she is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, Oliver creams her. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I was looking for a way to make that joke. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor is Black Mask is kind of lacking the titular right uh, thing so we'll see when the mask comes up what kind of thing that is i'm a little concerned he looks to be mob bossy Mm -hmm. uh which only happens after he gets the black mask so i'm a little concerned they're gonna make his black mask just a mask he wears as opposed to part of him Mm. um but we'll see uh who am i missing i think i got everybody there was uh victor zaz severely lacking in his uh, scars right and his tallies so either he's brand new or they're messing it up uh there is cassandra kane which is one of those situations that i'm a little iffy on acute or on criticizing where she's asian but she's not asian in the comics mm-hmm. kind of thing her arm is broken which, which is a weird detail to include yep it's a weird like being cassandra kane who was batgirl like i can't imagine having a broken arm like in a com in a comic book movie in a, or nope hang on superhero movie only spider verse is a comic book movie in a superhero movie no one breaks their arm and it becomes a plot device if anyone hmm. breaks a bone batman broke his fucking back yeah he recovered and then jumped back into it right no one ever has a broken bone in comics or superhero movies and then like doesn't continue being uh, uh iron man had like a fucked up arm i think at the end of like iron man 2 or something something there was like a time when he had the uh arm in a sling mm-hmm. but he was still getting he was still getting an, an iron man suit and still do his shit yeah like so I'm, I'm a little interested to see interested or like you know cautious to see what right. they're doing with that given given everything else that's come out about this so far yeah it's reasonable to be a little worried also it was like seizure inducing shots oh yeah no very fast paced that was <laughs> even just thinking back on it i'm like uncomfortable chills yeah so you know we'll see where that goes yeah. i'm surprised that they actually released something about it because they have they finished filming i don't think so but this is one it? is definitely happening which is something. Hey. It's it's actually <laughs> happening. They yep. have footage of them in costume and being them. 
Yep. So. Well, I mean, we have a trailer for New Mutants, but we still don't know if that's happening. Well, that's done, though. That's the thing. That was a – well, that's actually just a good general point. Like, you could make a movie and then just never release it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yikes. Yep. Speaking of Disney acquiring Fox properties, they've come out and said that they are officially doing R-rated Deadpools. Oh, good. Again in the future, which is good. Yep. I like that. Uh, they said they are – Still not sure if they want an R-rated Deadpool to cross over into the MCU. Yeah. I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. Because that's a bit of a tonal clash there. I think, I mean, I think that would be a fun, like, make it a Deadpool movie where they come over, Mm -hmm. but don't, like, have him come into the, like, make an actual official MCU. That would be, like, a fun thing, because that's kind of the point of Deadpool is, like, a tonal clash. Yeah. Okay. Just have, like, kind of like the the reference, or the The, the cameo in 2. Yeah. It's just, like... Oh, hey, there they are. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do the thing that I think they should do. We're in the next, like, we're in Dark Phoenix. They're just talking in an office, and you just hear Ryan Reynolds' voice. See Beast get up, walk across the screen, out off frame, <laughs> close the door, and then walk back. And you're just like, I know where that was. If if they do that, I will see that movie in theaters more than once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a promise, Disney slash Fox. Yeah. Slash whoever, whoever is has in charge then. of that right now. Uh, What else? Let's see. Anything else? Um... Star Wars has sort of released oh, some yeah. information. Kylo Ren's getting his mask back, which makes me even more worried that they're kind of just going back to the direction. They're doing exactly what my coworker wants them to do, which is like revert and yeah. You've no you you've opened your can of worms now. Lie in it. It's interesting. Yep. It seems very uncomfortable. Yep. I like my Malifors. Uh, <laughs> Malifors. Yeah, that's the thing. Malo is like messing up a metaphor. Yeah, it's like a mix of a malapropism and a metaphor. Oh, yeah. Metapism. Right. I like that one better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, my favorite is we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Oh yeah, I do that. That's I good. say that one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see what else happened. Uh, they released a working title for Terminator Six. Oh God, another one's happening. Yeah. What's it called? Dark Fate. Good lord. <laughs> it's just a working title. Really hope it just... But like, uh, what? That's just... It just screams terrible. All right. Better or worse than Genesis, though? Genesis. Genesis. Uh, I mean, if this ends up, like, as a working title, I would probably say, like, not as bad because it's just a working title. If this becomes the actual title, worse. Yeah. Just, it just sounds so dumb. Yeah. Like, it sounds like someone, it sounds like a book. It sounds like the 10th book of a series that should have ended, hang on. It sounds like the 6th book of a series that should have ended, ended around the 2nd or 3rd one, meant for 14-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. A little uh, direct direct analogy there. <laughs> but it uh, does. Like, you, yeah, you see no. those, like, young yeah. adult novels, and, like, it just gets to the point where you're like, fucking stop. The story stopped being interesting around book three or four, yeah. and you're on book 14, and it just sounds dumb. Dark fate. Dark fate. Really hope. I really hope it is the, the actual title, because maybe that'll actually seal the fate of the Terminator franchise. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> what if they see. just like, dude, who owns Terminator? Is that a, is that a Paramount? I think so. Okay. Damn it. Because if it's a Warner Brothers, 
Pretty sure it's not. Not a Warner Brothers. No, yeah, no. Pretty I, sure it's Paramount. Okay. If it was Warner Brothers, they could do like a DC Terminator crossover. Mm-hmm. And you see Dr. Fate show up with like a black helmet. Like it's, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, well, this took a giant turn for the worse. Yep. Somehow. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That though. would be. God, I would actively vomit everywhere. Surely there's a Terminator crosses over with either the Marvel or DC comic series out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is because they have. Uh, Batman Predator is actually a pretty popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there was a Terminator Aliens one. Think so? Something I like that. I want to look this up while we, while we continue. All right. Batman Terminator. Um, speaking of James Cameron, uh, you want to know a cool thing that happened on the set of Avatar? Oh, no. So... Remember when Mission Impossible Rogue Nation came out and everyone was so excited because not only did Tom Cruise hang off the side of an airplane, he also held his breath for six and a half minutes because there's an underwater scene. Uh-huh. Kate Winslet went up to Tom Cruise and held her breath for seven minutes on the set of Avatar. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cause, Why? Because one of them's going to be underwater. Uh, Avatar, but underwater. Avatar underwater? Yeah. <laughs> That's have... a better better title than what they've got. Yeah, they have official titles and I don't remember what they are. They're so. all dumb. Right. They're they sound, all they they're sound all like, like what I what kind of stuff I would come up with for my D and D where it's like so unimportant I'll just be like uh Toshna. Yep. That's a name. Yep. That's a planet now. Definitely. There you go. Toshna. Uh Superman versus the Terminator happened. Okay. Written by it was a dark horse, obviously, because mm-hmm. DC wouldn't do that. Written by Alan Grant. Oh interesting. He's actually done quite a few, I believe. I don't know who that is. Uh, various Batman stuff. Uh, he's responsible for Anarchy, Victor Zaz, and Ventriloquist. Okay. And a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. There's stuff there. Yep. All right. So, it exists. All right. Uh, anything else? Zack Snyder's got a new non-DC movie. Oh, yeah. Zombie, I don't care. Zombie heist movie set in Las Vegas. Yeah. Which sounds like just the sort of stupid fun thing that's good for Zack snyder and is it as long as it gets him to keep his greasy paws off properties that he should be nowhere near i'm all for it yeah it kind of sounds fun like i i recently just watched like the scene uh, uh one of the scenes from 300 mm-hmm. which like when i watched it the first time i didn't know it was a comic first mm-hmm. watching it now i can very much see how like like how he did Watchmen, yeah like, frame by frame i could see how this was a comic that's a pretty fucking good movie yeah like Maybe do more of that. Like, mm-hmm. do these things. Like, uh, V for Vendetta wasn't him, but that one no. was. That one took some liberties, didn't it? Yeah. 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 I haven't read it yet, but you know, maybe don't do like superhero stuff. Maybe do, you know, well, maybe Watchmen do Killer Be Killed. Maybe. I mean, honestly, there's there's a very yeah. different style between. Killer be killed in the two he did. Yeah, I think it's I think it's too realistic, and he's yeah. sort of a like hyper reality. Yeah, just the way he feels. Yeah, but they got they got one of the John Wick guys doing Killer be killed, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that'd be good. Yeah. Hopefully, there's no like parkour, like really fast paced action, because for the people who've read Killer be killed, there's none of that. Yep. There's like very quick, just like like basically what I imagine is the. Uh, it's like burning, burning the books or whatever, like that movie, book burning or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. It's got um, George Clooney and uh, Brad Pitt in it, and there's just a scene where it's just like he scares and shoots him in the head, and then it's like, oh god, burn like, after reading, burn after reading that book and burning, you know, some things. Right. <clears throat> um, but like just that kind of like I feel like just really fast paced, frantic gunshots and shit going yeah. down, and then 
running away. Chaotic and visceral in real home. Yeah. Yep. yep. All okay. right. Anything else? Nope. We should talk about sex. Yes, we should. So, this is the week of Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is on Thursday. Yeah. Do you have any plans? I don't care. Nothing uh, exciting. Huh? Nothing exciting. Yeah. Casual dinner. Probably uh, buy some flowers. And this is also episode number 69. Because we definitely planned that back in episode one when we started all this. Yeah. It was, uh, well, no, it wasn't episode one. It was uh, around when we switched to weeklies. We were oh, like, yeah. oh, we got to do That's it now true. so yeah, that we 69 had to will come it. out. Exactly. No, it was complete an accident. It was fucking insane how the world Don't works. Don't ruin the illusion that we're actually <clears throat> podcast gods over here. Podcast gods. Yeah, people are going to start thinking we're not very good at this. We're way past that, dude. <laughs> like, we're so far past that that we can't even make a joke about that. It's yeah. just like, it's just so horribly wrong. It's like saying Trump's a good president. Like, that, you can't make that joke because it's just, it's transdimensionally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no so today's episode is about sex in movies and tv shows yep uh, i have no idea how matt's gonna handle this why are sex scenes necessary because sex sells true also because sometimes it's just an important component to the story how often is that the case um more often than you'd think one of my candidates for best sex scenes would be uh from terminator the original one and that's like a very crucial part of the plot because mm-hmm. spoilers for a 35 year old movie. Um, the whole point is that she gets impregnated with John Connor by this guy from the future. And so they have to have that sex scene in there. Mm-hmm. And so that one's important to the plot. There's a back to the future is kind of has an important ish sex yeah. scene. Yeah. That's one that kind of hinges on the plot. Yep. Um, Anyway, I'm, I'm sure there's other ones where it's important to the plot. Uh, there's also ones where it's important to like the emotional arc of a character uh-huh. or something. Uh, Moonlight was one that came to mind for me immediately for that. Because uh, it's about this guy coming to terms with both his harsh kind of on the streets upbringing and the fact that he's gay. Hmm. Um, and so it's a, sort of a emotionally fraught, tense first chunk of the movie um and then spoilers for moonlight but it's not really like a spoiler um when he finally gets together with this dude at the end it's this guy who's been through a lot and he's really hardened and he's like kind of a drug kingpin by the end of it Mm -hmm. and it's like this it's this really tender experience and so it sort of fulfills his emotional arc as this guy who had a really broken past and is now kind of made whole again and it's it's really sweet and it's a it's a good moment Aww. it's a good it's a good use of a sex scene to to i think fulfill that character's destiny okay i'll allow it all right um winner do you have any okay so you you um, you have notes you direct the episode i have actual notes it's yeah. mostly just a list of movies that have sex scenes in them that i've seen all right um so toy story huh toy story no kidding i was i was actively (laughs) thinking very hard about when like there may have been a joke about one no okay i don't don't even think they joke so marvel one of the first times i ever noticed a trend between movies was the first Mm -hmm. two marvel movies where they had the comet made uh 
fucking beat. There mm-hmm. it is. Comet made beat, and then the two falling out, falling from out of frame onto a bed. Yep. And then like falling off the bed. I think. Yeah. They both did that. Yeah. It was with the Hulk and Iron Man. Yep. Right in a row. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. Is this going to be a trend? Because that's not a funny trend. Yep. And then about eight movies later, uh, uh, the Stan Lee thing was like, oh, this is a trend. That's not a funny trend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not a sex scene. Right. The sex scene for it's a, you know, it's a masturbation moment for right. all the very heavy Marvel people. Exactly. But, um. So what do you suppose they did the exact same scene twice? Did they just not realize it? I think I think it may have just been like a this works for the way that it was mm-hmm. like to show kind of the aloofness of their of those relationships. Okay. Like I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I I'm kind of just inclined to think it was a coincidence and there might have been a whole bunch of movies in the mid to late aughts that did yeah. that that I just can't think of off the top of my head. <clears throat> but uh I definitely think the Iron Man one is one of the best has one of the best conclusions. Mm-hmm. where afterwards pepper Potts definitely calls her garbage to the face oh yeah that was funny i enjoyed that um that was good so we were trying to put together this episode and i came up with a list of sex scenes and that was the best i could do because if we're talking about the best sex scenes in movies kind of the obvious question is how do we even define that that's a good question uh we had talked about this Mm-hmm. And we discussed defining sex scenes. Mm-hmm. That completely disappeared from my brain. Right. Um, so now to time, now time to wing it. <clears throat> I think a sex scene is literally just implying that actual sex is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, just like heavy makeouts doesn't count. Okay. Um, I don't know. All right. But what makes one sex scene good and another one say... To take the extreme example, Tommy Wiseau having sex with a girl's elbow in, no, it's her, it's her belly button. Oh, in the room. Uh, I think it's literally just filmmaking in that. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the extreme example. Yeah. Like, do you, do you feel like do, I feel? Ugh, hopefully, you don't feel. Um, when you're watching it, are you like they're having sex? Like, mm-hmm. if. I think it's all part of like how the movie is basically like if it, it's an immersion kind of thing where if you're watching okay. the movie and you're like, I'm into these characters, they're having sex makes sense. Or you're just like out of the movie so far and you're just like, Oh, that's just Robert Downey Jr. And uh, whatever the actress's name is having sex mm-hmm. or like Edward Norton and Liv Tyler having sex. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, which pretty much the entire time I watched uh, Hulk gets Edward Norton and Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. I I'm not into that movie. No, that's not a good movie. That's fair. Um, but I think if there's like an um, I, an unnecessary sex scene is definitely annoying. Would you say it's a turn off? It, yeah, yeah. But isn't it supposed to turn you on? I don't think a sex scene should be intended to turn you on. I think it depends on the sex scene. I think there's there's a lot of different categories. Um, the one from Gone Girl should creep you out because that one's building to a climax that you don't necessarily expect Mm. but you should feel that tension building up to that yeah not going to spoil it but is there just genuine ejaculation let me just say that there's a box cutter involved ah yeah 
Okay, haven't seen it, but I'm not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a. I, I'm actually kind of interested. I always say interested. I'm kind of interested to know this, but, you know, it's almost never actually interested mm-hmm. and more of just like, this is a thing that I notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a different way that comedy movies do sex scenes. Okay. I think it's almost always like the end of it. Uh-huh. And they always do the... Also, no movie ever does the way sex actually ends. Pretty much, yeah. Like, if you're wearing a condom... The dude has to roll over and take the condom off. Mm-hmm. Like you never see that. So if he's is he just chilling there with the condom and all the all the bits and bobs that are inside the condom now just kind of chilling out there? That's uncomfortable and weird. Or are we promoting unsafe sex? Or are we promoting unsafe sex where the girl still has to get up and clean, like clean up, mm-hmm. presumably, mm-hmm. based on my you know extensive porn star uh, experience. Right. That's a weird thing to say. Not on, sure where that phrase internet. was going. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's never just like as perfect as they do it, where there's a conclusion, like the mm-hmm. the climax, and then he just rolls off, right? And they're just like sitting there breathing. Yep, never does that. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning the fact that ninety five percent of Hollywood sex is thirty seconds of missionary before simultaneous orgasm. Oh which... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's, um, uh, that never happens. Well, mostly doesn't happen. Yeah. Pity the people that does happen, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I just feel like it's – there's a lot of tropes and stuff that happen with sex scenes, and I'm just like, yeah, eh. Yeah, it's supposed to – well, I mean, real sex is – messier and weirder and so you have to make it <laughs> yeah you have, you have to make it sexy but you also have to make it like universally understood what's going on yeah so you have to come up with sort of a universal sexual language yeah unless you're some very specific category of movie that's trying to do something let's just like different. for the next how much time i got let's for the next 15 minutes just make fun of how sex scenes work <laughs> so like one thing that i've always noticed is like when they have sex and then exposition or plot device that plot needs to happen Mm -hmm. she will almost always cover herself up after Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you guys just had sex i'm pretty sure you don't need to cover yourself up anymore he's seen everything yep like if you're if you're naked to the point where you have to cover yourself up Mm -hmm. he's obviously seen everything right why is that a concern and there's always the weird shot like overhead shot of them lying in bed after She's got the blanket pulled up to her neck, and his like he's on the other side, but it's down to his navel. What kind of blankets are you guys using? <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just it it never makes sense. Yep. No sex scenes ever make sense. Yeah, not really. Is there any time you've like laughed out loud at a sex scene? Oh man, um, there was definitely a little uncomfortable laughter in uh, Shape of Water, but that's mostly for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Because woman fish. having sex with fish monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Game of Thrones has a thing. Game of Thrones has several things yeah. actually in all their explicit detail. There is a uh, there's a people who don't watch Game of Thrones or and for people who get watch Game of Thrones and don't know this, there's a term that was coined for Game of Thrones called sex position. Um, not to be confused with sex, sex position. position. It's exposition with an S at the, at the beginning of it. I almost said right. X sex position so a sex position is exposition through sex scene yep which my favorite example is in season one when lord baelish 
literally explains his entire motivations and backstory, but no one's paying any attention because there's some hot girl-on-girl -girl action going on at the same time. Yeah. So, which like miss everything in that. Also, another fun trope. Uh, movies treat women like objects, which is just great. Because it's like, hey, we'll show the entire body of a girl mm -hmm. all the time. Like, even if it's unnecessary, mm -hmm. just, like, show her boobs and vagina. Exactly. But then, guys, it's just like, you really need to show us, like, like penis if you have to. Yeah. It's the only time. And it's just like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess women are just, you know, stupid. Our objects. Our sex objects. Yeah. Pretty much. This is an awkward episode. <laughs> this is a very awkward. We episode. knew this was coming from. Oh yeah, from a long way away. We were like, we should do it. You you recommended doing an episode on sex scenes, and yep. I was like, that's gonna end great. Oh yeah, just like every just like sex, sex scene in movies. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, what other thing? What other? Oh, then there's the the. I think the one that makes that makes me laugh the most, and I know it shouldn't because it's like actually kind of a plot thing, is Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh the he, 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 just makes me laugh because my god what is happening in there i don't know but like just the, the it's actually kind of important for the plot because it was right. just like forced witnessing this thing that he's not really aware of what's happening i think mm -hmm. um is he you know i never knew whether we were supposed to think he was aware fully aware or not i think he didn't know <sighs> yeah I'm going to assume so, but I think we're supposed to read his imitation of the he, he, he as mocking. That's a good In point. which case, he you'd have to know what's going on. Yeah. Up to a point. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that, that's a scene. Yep. That's. I think that was the first sex scene I ever came across. That. Yeah. That might be my. The one that took my virginity, so to say. God damn it. <laughs> Well, that was a. <laughs> it's not where I expected that sentence to go. Oh, uh, uh, what else is there about sex scenes that exist? Let's see. Well, going back to Game of Thrones, Thrones, real quick. Do oh, you yeah. have a Do you have a favorite non-sex positional or could be sex positional sex scene? Uh, I have. Okay, so I thought about this. I can't really think of one that I like enjoy watching. Okay, because they're usually pretty uncomfortable. It's mm -hmm. either like that was really hot, and I don't want to like talk about that because that's kind of weird to right. talk about that. Um, then there is like the one that I felt was like, oh shit, I had the answer. Like the one that I felt was important or that it, it, it that it's my favorite because it's important. Mm -hmm. And it's the one where Jamie and Cersei are like, like have sex next to, I think it's Joffrey. Yeah. Is it Joffrey? Joffrey's is, dead body. Yeah. Like that is so fucked up. Yep. And like I do not enjoy watching it, no. but it's very important to show just like how messed up this whole thing is. Yeah, and I was just like, that is, oof. Yeah, that's an oof. Um, I don't know. I don't think I really have one that I like, you know, actively enjoy watching and whatever. Go back and watch. Okay. Um, I mean, I have I had a couple candidates. Uh, one was when Danny first starts to take charge in bed with Khal Drogo. Oh yeah, which that's a good one because it's an important character development moment for mm -hmm. her, like her actually her asserting her power, yeah, and using her femininity almost to take control of the situation. Yeah, 
which is sort of what starts her down the road to the powerful dragon queen she's destined to become. Yep. List so, of names and names and names. Yep. Yeah, so that's a <clears throat> that's a good one. Um I'm going to co- talk about a couple of late season ones, so spoilers for Game of Thrones seasons, I think 6 and 7. Um spoilers 5 5 through 7. Spoilers. Okay. Uh another one I really like is when Sam and Gilly finally oh, do yeah. it. That one's really cute. He's like, "Oh. Oh. Oh dear. Oh my." <laughs> <laughs> that one's very cute. Yep. <laughs> and again, it's a it's a like you we knew that was coming the moment those two locked eyes in season one or whatever, but did we? We did. I didn't pay attention in the first two, first two seasons. You know, didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. But we all knew that that was coming, which <coughs> it's been building up for four or five seasons, yeah. which makes the climax, so to speak, yeah. so much more satisfying, so to speak. We need a, if only this was like a video podcast, we'd have like a sex pun counting counter. Yeah, going. exactly. That'd be, we'd be at three. We haven't had that many. Yeah, not so many. We need to get to 69. We got a long way to go in a very short amount of time, dude. All right. Start making puns. Uh, balls. Wow. <laughs> Best I could come up with. <laughs> Quality. Uh, yes. Another one that I, it, not necessarily good so much as just uncomfortable, is John having sex with his aunt while Tyrion listens in and his brother and best friend exposit how she is in fact his aunt over the top of it. Yeah. In narration. That one's just. They were like, this is going to be sexy and awesome. And I'm just like, did you think that through? I think they did. There's a lot of things going wrong here. I feel like they did knew that. Did knew, they did knew that what they had to happen in. They did nude it. That's for sure. <laughs> ah, <up> before. <laughs> oh, man. If only we saw that coming. There Number it is. Five. We got a long way to go, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Who do you think in Game of Thrones is the biggest dick? Well, we saw Hodor's, and it was, he's a well-endowed man. Did we see his? Yeah, season one. Oh. Yeah. Brandon, um, Brandon and Osha are talking about the old gods, and Hodor was taking a bath in the like the hot pools or whatever, and mm-hmm. he comes wandering up, and Osha's like, now there's a big man <laughs> with a really creepy expression. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, I think he has to be the winner for that one. All right. He is a giant. That's true. Yeah. I think 1-1. One, one. Okay, that fine. His one is bigger. Yep. His one one. Hey. Hey. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Let's see. What was I going to talk about? Oh, I was going <clears> to <throat> talk about. There's a couple of movies I think that do sex scenes actually very well because they do them. I guess more more realistically. Like it's not an emotional thing, or it's not something like Gone Girl or Raw which is another has another good sex scene mm. um that's the one about the french cannibals oh good glad that one has a sex scene oh I don't yeah know where that goes so it's, it's a great movie it's a really great movie actually but um those like gone girl and raw are supposed to be sort of terrifying tension building sex scenes mm-hmm. uh and then there's stuff like moonlight and call me by your name and um i don't know other Is stuff a sex scene in la la land no good it's an emotional relationship yeah it's great so they sort of there's sort of a metaphorical one in the observatory when they go floating through the sky but oh yeah that's very metaphorical very metaphorical yeah um so let's see oh another one that's you get you get the the weirdest boner watching is um under the skin 
Uh, you haven't seen that one it's a artsy sci-fi one um scarlett johansson's in it she plays an alien who she's part of a small group of aliens they come to earth and assume the shape of people her oh yeah that has a sex scene that's like pretty you know important yeah that's true and it's it's kind of an interesting one because it's a wholly different spin on it i think based on our definition that was not a sex scene though but i think the the intent was it's it's functionally a sex scene because yeah. it is sort of that climactic moment in a relationship mm-hmm. uh where it's it's turning the the emotional intimacy into physical intimacy and sort yeah. of culminating a mini arc i guess yeah um what's this thing oh under the skin yeah so the movie's like super low budget sci-fi she basically drives around scotland and picks up random men which the oh, way they filmed it yeah. is they put scarlett johansson in a van and with some hidden cameras and had her drive around downtown scotland places because mm-hmm. scotland's just a city downtown scotland yep um <laughs> and just just pick up random men off the street um and have sex with them yeah well that sounds like a thing from brazzers <laughs> well until you watch it she lures them back to this strange lair and strips off all her clothes and because it's naked scarlett johansson guys can't resist and they follow her um and they go under this pool of strange water and then they are consumed from the inside out somehow it's it's all very artsy and unclear and like there's naked scarlett johansson but it's also just intensely creepy yeah i'm gonna have to show you just one of those clips good i'm glad that's what our friendship's at at this point yeah it's like hey watch this weird sex well, just just because you have to get the music in there too. It's <laughs> <laughs> at least we're not at the point that Gage and I are that like you know that story. Yeah, all of our friends know that story. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it on on a podcast. That's fair. But for everyone that knows me really well, knows that story. Yep, Gage, you know that story. Yeah, you do. Gage. Hashtag unsharpened pencil. That's all I gotta say for anyone who is. <laughs> if anyone who knows me. It's like a little unclear about that. What that story? That should give it away completely. Okay, <laughs> I got you, Gage. All right, he's catching up. I think still. He's still okay, a few episodes behind. Come on, Gage. Anyway, anyway, all that to say, sex scenes can serve a lot of purposes, but it's rare that I think that they are the purpose in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're more. We want comedy, or we want a character arc. Batwoman, sex scenes co- and comics. Okay, sex scenes and comics are a kind of hard thing to do, so to speak um six uh <laughs> uh the one that i talked about batwoman where it's her having sex with uh detective maggie i think mm-hmm. uh while her cousin betty is out getting stabbed in the stomach by a guy named the hook mm-hmm. um it's this like dichotomy it's very artsy of like her sex scene is black and white mm-hmm. and just panels kind of throughout mm-hmm. while while betty is getting fucking annihilated so okay. it's kind of this like she's getting pleasure after telling Betty not to do anything, and then Betty goes off, gets killed. Mm-hmm. Close to killed. And it's like a really interesting kind okay. of sex scene. So kind of ripping off Antichrist. Eh. That's a movie where um, it kind of... I haven't seen the movie, but I've, I've seen at least clips from the scene. Where the two main characters, their parents, they're having sex. And they're like toddler uh, while they're engaged in their coital activities uh gets up on a windowsill and falls Falls out a window and dies yep yeah um also fun fact that's one of the few relatively mainstream hollywood movies with unsimulated sex on screen 
Like unzoom? What? Like real sex. Oh, they actually have sex? Yeah. That it's is... not actually Willem, Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg. They have <laughs> body doubles, but oh. yeah, the body doubles are having actual sex. Interesting. Which, good for them. You get it, body doubles. Yeah. Um, That'd be even weirder than the normal sex where you have your little penis sock. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing actors talk about doing sex scenes. Oh, yeah. No. It's like, you got my little penis sock? You got your little that thing? Yep. We'll just kind of like bump our nads together for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Henry Cavill talk about it where he's like, I, I hate this because it's terrible if you get a boner and it's terrible if you don't? Yeah. You're like, uh, am I supposed to, <sighs> like, if I get it, it's really awkward, but if I don't, like, do I not find this amazingly attractive Hollywood actress attractive enough? Like, yeah. It, it's just weird either way. I think what I would do if I was in, like, in Hollywood is I would go masturbate really quick right before i think some i think i've heard people talk about that they will do that Mm -hmm. so that you are like in this like post that where you're just like right not really like horny there's like Mm -hmm. a 15 minute like re like respawn basically right uh resperm um seven (laughs) we're getting there we're already out of time but we are getting there (laughs) we're not gonna end this episode no god Uh. we're we're not going to keep this episode going until we've come up with 69 puns. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's probably like the most intelligent way of handling that is yeah. like, cause then like, you know, I feel like I wouldn't be really uncomfortable if I got a boner, if I was like about to do a sex scene with an attractive actress, mm-hmm. like, and then I wouldn't feel uncomfortable if I didn't, because I'd just be like, yeah, I just took care of it like three minutes ago. Right. Of course I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, part of the problem. I say that now, but like you put me in a sex scene, and I will just be like, "Oh, this is gonna be weird." I'm, I'm already plotting how I can talk Andrew into getting you into a movie and making you do a sex scene. Oh god. So, yeah, I'd be down be to it for supporting the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like that. That um, that was not me going. I'd be down to doing a sex scene. Sex scenes are incredibly uncomfortable. I'm not wanting to just do a sex scene. Like I'll I'll right. do what I can to help support a student. If yeah. like you need to do something, I can uh, to an extent. Right. Put myself in uncomfortable situations for yeah. you. Fair enough. I mean, and there's also there's also the problem though that I'm that sex scenes take like any scenes take a few hours to shoot and so yeah um yeah so that's All an right. issue with it uh one thing I wanted to talk about I kind of had a point I was building to but I kept getting distracted um is sometimes sex scenes are the end in and of themselves and um I think that in those cases often the sex is done more realistically which has some interesting effects. So I watched Blue Valentine today. That's when I texted you. Um, oh, like, yeah. I'm going to watch a sexy movie to do some dot, dot, dot research. Yep. Uh, it was really depressing, and I'm kind of just sad about it now. Oh. Because it's, it's uh, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Okay. Um, she's Venom Lady. Yeah. Um, and they... The movie starts, and they're married. They have a kid. Ryan Gosling's got a thinning hairline and ugly mustache, and somehow they made Ryan Gosling look ugly. Hmm. Um, that's a that's movie magic right there. Yeah. That's real magic. Yeah. Uh, and their relationship's kind of falling apart. They've got a kid, but they it's just there's a lot of tension, and they don't seem to be kind of in the same place emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it flashes back and goes like back through the start of their relationship and builds up through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... For one thing, it's just a really depressing movie because it basically watches this, what started out as a really happy, infatuated relationship fall apart over a few years. like the movie that Andrew was watching recently that was like uh, Elijah Wood and someone else. I think whoever played Mary Jane. 
Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, there was a movie where he got. There's something about like being people being erased from memories, and then it like went back in time. It was really weird and interesting movie. Anyway, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. And it has Jim Carrey in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Jim Carrey is a big part of that. Yeah. He's the main guy. Okay. I haven't seen it. Oh. I want to. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, that one has some of the more just um, I guess raw. It's a weird word to use, but raw sex. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, well, it's it, like the first sex scene is one of those uncomfortable ones where the guy's not wearing condom and she has to go clean herself up. Mm. So that kind of puts you in the in the headspace, and then it's just like it's uncomfortable because it 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 really puts you sort of in the shoes of the relationship. Like mm-hmm. it feels more real. It's not sort of this artificial happy Hollywood thing. It yeah. just it feels more visceral. So the like the, the happy times are more intimate in a way they they get you more i guess emotionally more deeply emotionally attached than you otherwise would be mm-hmm. but it also i guess hurts more when it starts falling apart and yeah. it's uncomfortable and weird and there's one very uncomfortable and weird sex scene mm-hmm. um that's kind of the the peak of everything falling apart mm-hmm. um another movie that does sex <coughs> in sort of a similar and weird way which is actually one of my favorite movies is shame um which that one's not afraid to show some penis like not the opening shot but within the first 30 seconds or so it's got completely naked mike mike yeah michael fassbender just oh. walking around his apartment okay and it spends like two or three minutes just watching it when get ready for his day completely naked all right um but so basically the movie is he's a sex addict and it's just kind of about his life falling apart around him mm-hmm. when his sister comes to visit him um and so that one has got a lot of a lot of sex okay it's about a sex addict yeah uh but it does a really good job of portraying it sort of i I think more accurately again partly because it's the focus of the movie he's Mm -hmm. a sex addict it's all about this um and it's got some just really well done sex scenes Mm -hmm. like when I when I was thinking about some that I thought were the just some of the best sex scenes in movies, one that came to mind was one from this where it actually doesn't even happen. So there's a plot point fairly early on where he meets a girl, and usually we see we've seen before this kind of in montage that his habit is to just meet a girl, one night stand, move on. Yeah, just because he's a sex addict. Yeah, but we see him make a conscious effort. He meets this girl. He goes on a date with her. He kisses her goodnight and sends her on her way mm-hmm. he's like i'm he, it's never explicit but he's like i'm trying to enjoy myself i'm trying to build a real relationship here mm-hmm. because of all of this loneliness that we've exposited mm-hmm. for the past half hour yeah and then he breaks that and it's this sort of terrible thing where you're, you're rooting against him as he goes and he meets this girl and he takes her up to his apartment it's the same girl mm-hmm and they start undressing and it's it's not the hollywood just like start making out and just instantly you're already doing it. it's yeah. like real time one shot of them slowly undressing each other mm-hmm. and like all the foreplay and stuff and it's just heartbreaking to watch because you know he's like destroying this relationship and destroying his his attempt at his own happiness yeah um and that wouldn't work if it weren't done in such a real fashion i think mm-hmm. so that's my nomination for the best sex scene. All right. Story over. My best. Blah. My my nomination for the best sex scene is Luke and Leia. 
Okay. From the porn parody? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's it called? <coughs> huh? What's it called? The porn parody. I got nothing. My improv skills are on the. My, I'm done. I'm, we've we've been we've been recording for an hour and ten minutes. Like I'm, I'm starting yeah. to run out of ability to make jokes. Yeah. <clears throat> also, you've, my cough is getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah, used to... you've kind of just gone flaccid over there. Number eight. God. Self five. Damn it. All right, we're ending it on number eight. Shall we? We shall. Oh God. Thanks God. everyone for listening to this. I'm sorry if it made you uncomfortable, but I kind of also just don't care. Like this is episode sixty nine. It's in the description. You know what you were in for. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was kind of weird to talk about. Next week, uh, I haven't decided exactly what we're talking about. Uh, post comments and suggestions for what we talk about. Um, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean. You can post those suggestions for what we should talk about next week on Facebook. We're Just Us Losers. You can also find us on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod and Instagram at that same address. Address? Is that what you call that? Handle? Name? what at justice losers pod is that a name or a handle or a uh, twitter handle yeah. twitter handle all right same yeah at justice losers pod on instagram if you have extended theories about something or you want to write in excruciating detail your fan fiction dealing sam and drogon's sex scenes that would be best sent to our gmail justice losers pod at gmail.com that'd be best sent to your recycle bin <laughs> I would love to read that live on air. Oh god. <laughs> uh anyway, I think that's all the things I'm supposed to say. Um thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Boner. Bisexual. You're still missing one. Bye. <laughs>